0: Crackle, 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 pop. It's the sound of the fireplace and the sound of our soothing voices as you pull up a chair and join us for another fireside chat with both me, that is Maxwell Jones, and the king himself, the young prince of Stamford, Elijah Lichman. Welcome.
1: You you know you don't have to talk like that if it's a fireside chat, right? You can still talk at a normal volume.
0: I thought I had to speak into the mic. I thought you needed to hear that little...
1: You should probably be further away from the fire, but you don't need to be that close to the mic.
0: It's just so warm.
1: The fire the, or the mic? You're breathing it's right a hot, on it. It's, it's a hot, hot mic. mic. It's a hot mic. You're I'm breathing right on. right on it. Well,
0: you know, for warmth, yes. Keeping the mic warm, keeping me warm. This fire's warm.
1: Keeping people's ears warm with how dang close you are.
0: Yeah, well, they need to hear everything. It's the important stuff. Yeah, come, come snuggle in. All right. Can get a little closer. You don't need to just watch the brim of your hat. Make sure that doesn't touch my face. Just don't uh, hurt the mic. No, last thing we would want to do is hurt the mic.
1: Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago. We're gonna be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you, and this week it's just us two. Mm. Max Jones, Eli, the Chicago Boys. Chicago Boys, sound off. I just, I just sounded off for us. Well.
0: You know our sound off. Chicago of. one, two. boys, one two two one. Here I'll say yep. one two.
1: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube if you haven't already at footyfellaspod, Footy Fellas Pod F O O T Y Fellas Pod.
0: We got a little snowstorm
1: going on outside that's staring back at us, staring us right in the face as we're recording. Yes, and it's kind of lovely.
0: It's delightful. We haven't had um, for for our largely. Um, uh international audience we should probably catch you up chicago hasn't had much of a uh snowstorm um vibe we haven't had much snow in chicago over the past couple years at all no and uh i think over the past week or so um kind of concentrated in different days we've accumulated this is not factual whatsoever but it feels like over this time span about a foot of snow how do you feel about that take
1: yeah. I mean, it's not much of a take. I agree. I think objectively, there's at least six inches of snow on the ground, maybe 10 and probably about a foot.
0: Nice. Nice. And over time, you know, I think just from the past 24 hours, it, we've gotten that six to six to 10. Yeah. But over the week, a lot of snow. And and how do you feel about it? Do you enjoy snow coming from the East Coast?
1: I do. I enjoy snow. Obviously, in doses, it's nice when it's warm out. It's nice when it's the summer. But snow is fun, especially when you feel like it's the time of year where there should be snow. And not having snow is a reminder of how we're, unfortunately, messing up the planet. Yeah. So snow is
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of comforting to see snow and think, oh, it, you know, it's not that bad. It, it, it makes you feel like we're, you know, the, the planet's on, on the right, heading the right direction. And, and that because you see snow, you should negate any sustainable things that you've been doing. Because clearly everything's fine, right?
1: Do you miss not having... Snow days, once you graduated from school, even college. I don't know if you had any snow days in college, but obviously beyond, they don't exist, and especially right now in the virtual world, they really don't exist. Right. Do you? Is that something you've ever thought about? Now thinking about it, does it make you sad?
0: There's something romantic about snow days back in in the school years. I think you, as an elementary kid, lived for it. And I don't know what it was like in Connecticut, but here in Chicago, it it would take it it in in my you know uh, i don't know 12 years of schooling i can recall maybe there were 2 to 3 snow days we really didn't have them a lot you needed a, a substantial amount and uh, i remember one year in high school we had like back to back snow days we had that much snow came down the straight up blizzard um, and that was uh it was magical. I do miss it. I miss that feeling. I think there's I think tied inter, interwoven in it is a sense of innocence and um and, and joy that, you know, now I'm just so crass and jaded that it's hard for me to find that magic anymore. It's hard for me to find happiness these days. It's so bleak. And the pure snow effect that comes down I I just feel like there's so many issues in the world that the more that we just keep on talking about all the things that are wrong the more you kind of realize. You're fading away, Max. I no, I just can't even live with mine. What is happening?
1: You're physically fading away. I don't okay. even see you anymore. Oh, my God. There go your legs, your arms, your upper body. All right, Max just turned into a drift of snow and faded away. guess I'm going to be doing a monologue for the rest of this pod. And scene. I. Well, oh, my God. You're
0: back? Yeah, I'm back. Tell me about your snow days.
1: Whoa, wait, wait. You can't just say end scene. You yeah. just disappeared. Yeah. And then came back yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And you, I've never seen you do magic before. I didn't even know that was an interest of yours, but yeah. you just pulled off this stunt out of out of some movie yeah. and said, end scene. What was that about?
0: Right. Um, it's a little project I've been hustling on. Um, uh, it's called uh, Max Jones Mind Freak. And I have been practicing kind of some, some fun quirky acts, um, like making myself disappear, making our rent checks disappear, making uh, the food in the fridge disappear. Um, so hopefully, um, hopefully you're kind of noticing these uh, things I'm working on.
1: Just little things you're just spicing up. Yeah,
0: fun quirky little things.
1: Throwing in the rent check one. That's probably not a good one to mess around with if you're actually making them disappear. Yeah, it's because it sounds like you're not making the need for us to pay disappear. You're just yeah. making the checks disappear, which I thought we were depositing appropriately.
0: Right. right. Let me sorry. Let me just. I kind of had this assumption that you would support me in like the things that I enjoy and want to do and how I express myself and find meaning in the world. And magic is like a fun outlet for me. And I, again, sorry for assuming. I just thought that you would support me in some of those endeavors. It sounded like, if I'm not mistaken, it sounded like you were questioning
1: living with a magician. If we have any Fofs that live with magicians, whether it's a roommate, partner, parent, parent, kid, pet, pet, anyone else that's living with a magician Tell us what it's really like, because I would imagine it's difficult.
0: Yes, extremely difficult. Um, the levels of trust, I imagine, are, are quite low. The The thing that's throwing me off with this little fire is um, <laughs> it's getting a little smoky in here. and yeah. I'm not sure. We, we, could, we turn off the circulation so that you don't hear it. The stove it the isn't
1: connected. I'm realizing now the stove's not connected to any sort of chimney. Yes. So it's just filling up.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I just figured we were having a fireside chat. I just Again, I don't want to be that guy, but it kind of sounds like you're not supporting me. Let's talk about someone that got fired. Ooh, nice. How about
1: thing. that? Okay. Now that we open the vent and right. the smoke is clearing out. Okay. Thank God. Metaphorically. Thank God I noticed that. Right. Not metaphorically. Not, And you also didn't metaphorically disappear. Just for the record, for anyone that thinks that was a bit, he legitimately disappeared. So his magic has gone to the next level. That's pretty impressive.
0: I'm not going to, I'm not want to toot my own trumpet.
1: Frank Lampard. Yes. Chelsea manager. Right. It happened about a week and a half ago at this point, but it's still one of the biggest storylines in the Premier League because it had been talked about for a long time. Young manager. Yep. Everyone loves Frank as a player. He finally got the opportunity.
0: Was it his time to go? Right. I'm going to take the energy up a little bit here. Okay. I'm going to take the energy up a little bit. Do it. Yes. Frank Lampard needed to go. Okay talk about a guy, right? Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who was brought in in the same type of PR stunt that a lot of these big clubs been doing over the past half decade or so. Okay. The team is clearly in a rebuild state. They clearly need to change things up. And the the top of the top recognize they're not going to be competing for trophies anytime soon. It's going to take a little bit to get there. So who do you lure in? Do you bring in a big time, big wig coach? who is meant to bring home trophies, or do you bring in someone who, yes, they are not going to succeed. They may do fine. They may t- keep the team afloat, but that is all they really are. Just a figurehead for that for that little while. Frank Lampard fits that mold for Chelsea. He is a former player that the, that the fans can get behind, and if he fails, the fans aren't going to give up on the team yet because, you know what, they like Frank. Same with Ole, same with uh, Arteta, and this type of Um, bringing in a former player is just a PR stunt. It's a PR stunt they are brought in to help weather the storm. And once the team, once they have helped build or navigate the uh, mediocre experience that they've had, that's when they bring in the big wig to help bring that team home. Um, So uh, not surprised, about time for Frank to go. Um, And it seems to me like it's just all part of the plan.
1: So you think they foresaw this potential outcome when they hired him of he could just last a year Could be a temporary Temporary fix Someone that people, the fans love The club will get behind People won't be distraught if he goes And this was all part of their plan I, I could see that Yes, I could see that It's easier to get away from than someone new you bring in Where you are putting more eggs in the basket Where you are putting your reputation Your decision making ability a bit more on the line So it's an interesting aspect that I probably haven't thought Enough about I think Frank, as a coach in itself, you could argue, and people did, Grammar, who came on this pod, and many have argued that tactically, you could say he's not up to snuff, he's not at the, the right level, he's not there. Um, competitively, he probably can bring some things. Same with him and Ole. That's probably an aspect that goes underlooked, is how they can connect with the players and the insider info they can share with the players. Just like some big NBA coaches like Steve Kerr or... I'm trying to think of former players who become head coaches and the players always uh, always say they love working with them the most mm. because they can share tidbits from their playing time how they actually worked in the post you know very specific tips on crossing or finishing like here needs to be your mindset so i think that's something that they actually do bring to the table that we miss but for a club as big as Chelsea, that needs to succeed with the money they've put in with the players they have, he's probably not the guy for the job right yes. this right this moment.
0: Yes, hundred percent. Another good example, and that's a great point uh, about you know an ad advantage of bringing in a former player is clearly yes, they bring that that player mentality and can uh, connect more with the current team. Another great example of this PR tactic is Pirlo coming into Juventus. I think a lot of the other teams uh, in Italy like Inter and AC Milan over the past two years, I would say started stockpiling and actually investing in their team because they recognized that there was blood in the water. That Juve is not a team necessarily that was built for, um, these years right now. Um, and that's why you see Syria set up in such a way that it is where you have AC and Inter at the top and you have Juve, Juve kind of lingering like sixth at the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you bring in Pirlo because he's a fan favorite. He's a you know a legend, uh, an Italian legend, um, and has literally, literally no coaching pedigree. He he didn't even have like his like B or A license. He wasn't like certified until literally right before he was signed, or like a week after he was. Um, designated um, head coach for for Juventus um, so literally when 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 management recognizes when the front office recognizes the team needs to go through this you know development period you bring in a figurehead like this who sticks around fans can get behind so it gives them a little more patience of the team they don't get fed up and start blaming the ownership or anything like that it's interesting and I don't know to the NBA or NFL perspective how often that kind of happens I feels like, What happens in those leagues is you kind of bring those journeyman guys who go around and just kind of manage mid-level teams and help keep keep a team afloat. I'm thinking like Bears bringing in John Fox or something like that. A guy who religiously gets like, you know, seven and nine records or less, whatever.
1: Yeah. And Tuchel is interesting. Thomas Tuchel, who they brought in, Chelsea that is, to replace Frank Lampard. He's been at some big clubs very recently, bigger than Chelsea, you'd argue, Dortmund, Uh, maybe not bigger than Chelsea, but they had star power. They were successful, even if they weren't successful on top of the world, successful. PSG, same deal, super successful squad, the biggest names in the game with Neymar and Mbappe, but couldn't win it all. And it's not that Chelsea is expected to win the Champions League or anything of that magnitude. So if he can do some of the same things he did at those clubs and develop some of the big-name players he did with Chelsea... The board will probably consider it a success.
0: Hundred percent. Chelsea has unreal, unreasonable standards, and and they're known for running through coaches. I was listening to the transfer window podcast, and and I'll keep this brief, but essentially, um, something, a couple of fun things to note. Um, Chelsea in Rome, in the Roman Abramovich, Abramovich era, that is the billionaire owner, Russian oligarch owner of Chelsea. In his eighteen years that he's been um, owning Chelsea, they've had seventeen different coaches. With the with the mindset that if you aren't in Champions, if you if you don't get the team to qualify for Champions League, you you're essentially out of the job. And as it stands, Frank was clearly not heading in that direction. And so you bring in someone like Thomas Tuchel. But the really interesting part with Thomas Tuchel coming into the team is that it appears like he was brought in, yes, because he has the pedigree of managing PSG and Dortmund. But almost more so valued is his German language-speaking ability. And that what differentiates him from someone else on the market who's very interested in coming to the Premier League, that is Max Allegri, the Allegri, the former you know coach of Juve and AC Milan. Italian sides, yeah. A, you know, massive figure. Instead of bringing a guy like him in, they're bringing Thomas Tuchel. And so I, I'm, I'm getting the vibe that he is also a short-term hire. That he's brought in to hopefully do something, make get these German guys Werner and um, Kai Havertz moving, but um, it really, from what it sounds like with Tuchel, he doesn't. He's very controlling in his teams, and it very quickly starts to butt heads with with um, the front office. So keep an eye out for that.
1: The relationship piece is fun to think about, similar to that tactical piece. People don't talk about the human side of these deals, and that's. That's something we've tried to do with all our interviews, not about deals, but just each position and role and responsibility in soccer, what the humans in it are actually thinking and how they're acting and the relationship between an owner and a general manager or a general manager and a coach or any sort of hierarchical relationship like that. The teams that are most successful have one thing in common and they're all just consistent. They have the same people in place that know what they're doing, but it's the Greg Popovich and spurs owner situations of the world and soccer clubs are so different from other sports because there's so often coaching changes you don't really get to implement a style that works and bring in players and keep them for years and have an owner that trusts you and have spending money consistent across different seasons and seeing Mourinho and um what's the Tottenham owner's name again Not Dan, Levy. Uh, Dan Levy Daniel Levy yeah Daniel Levy like seeing their relationship play out on the all or nothing show you realize yeah you're talking if not every day you know once a week for the relationships that are actually there and exist versus probably worse having a non-existent relationship but you're eating lunch together eating breakfast in the the complex and talking about players and talking about deals and maybe talking tactics and that relationship if it's not there if coaches are owners are known to kick coaches out like Abramovich you said you know 17 18 coaches in 20 years something like that it just doesn't seem like it's going to bode well why would you know as a coach why would you want to go there yeah um it doesn't
0: seem like a friendly environment for a sustainable future
1: exactly and speaking of potentially unfriendly environments let's shift gears to Barcelona and Messi who had the big rift last season but i wanted to call out something that Came, came forward in the news recently, which is his contract details. You see this, his massive contract? Cool. So for everyone that hasn't yet, we posted on our Instagram story because we like posting some of the, the biggest news, getting your take, putting our thoughts. Messi, his contract was released for the last four years, at least since 2017 through 2021. Details released for the first time by a newspaper and the club is suing. They're all up in arms that this was released, supposedly not supposed to be public information. Anyways, the juicy details are he was making 168 million dollars a year, <laughs> every year, 168 million dollars for four years. So it was 600 something million dollars total over Nuts. four years.
0: Absolute bananas. Um, it's crazy, especially knowing like that's a, uh, just a smidge over how much we were making. Yep. working in advertising. Um, you would think that our job was maybe equivalent, but I guess he gets a little, little, little more premium value for, for what he does day to day.
1: Yeah, and his the length was different. Ours was like maybe one or two years, $150 right. million. But right. they're, not, they're not ready. Advertising, everyone's jumping around company right. to company. They're not signing us to a long-term right. deal. We're
0: free agents in this marketplace. Yeah. We're free agents. We're doing what we want to do. Um, so, uh, Conspiracy Zone. Um, Pierre hit the conspiracy alarm. Thank you. Um, so, when I saw this come out, my first question was who leaked this, this information? Was it Barcelona? Was it, um, a, uh, was it an actual, um, was it, was it Messi in his camp? Mm-hmm. Was it um, his agent? Was it some, a, a go-between someone, someone in the, in the, in the, you know, uh, the, one of the many lawyers who navigate their this whole contract situation. And my, my perspective is um, that the club actually did leak it um, and that the attempt here is to get the fans to actually turn against Messi a little bit. I think, um, and again, welcome to Conspiracy Zone, please poke holes in this thought, Thought, but all of the, all the comments and videos I've seen coming out in relation to the contract have been fans outraged that the club would spend this much money on the guy, that um, they would make this bad decision and pay him all of this stuff and waste it. And clearly that could have invested in other things. Bad, bad, bad. So that people would say, yeah, like he needs to go. Barcelona doesn't come out of this looking better, but they do kind of get a little bit more um, acceptance from the club and from, from fans saying, yeah, like Some I Some more
1: credibility, understanding the weight that he puts on the club, how much it costs them to keep his services cuz he's right. just the biggest name ever in football for the last 15 10 15 years.
0: And that the club released a statement saying like this is on un- this is so unprofessional. We're going to get down to the bottom of it. To me that's just like well, you know, you're not going to find anything because you're the ones who did it. You're just you're just trying to save face and make Messi feel like he's good. But but really I do genuinely think this was their their ploy to say like hey, like look at what we're fucking doing right now. Please help. Or not, please help, but just understand. Like, we can't. Like, we need him to go. We also need him to stay. If, if fans can get behind this, then we can start to move on with our lives. And I will also plug. All right, I've been saying this for like two or three years now. Whenever it was that Ronaldo started to phase out of Madrid and go to Juve, I do believe that Barcelona, literally, okay, literally, Barcelona and Madrid's economies were built around Messi and Ronaldo. And the sooner that they were able to wean themselves off of that, the sooner they can move on with their lives. And Barcelona is crumbling right now. And by and large, absolutely because they sunk half a billion dollars into directly paying Messi over these past years. And it's not to say he's not the best player in the world. I I think right now, hes you have to admit, he's athletically not what he used to be. I think selling him and making a ton of fucking money, or having kept Neymar or something in the past, whatever it was, Point is, he should have gone a while ago. This stuff would be fine. They should have listened to me. I was DMing them, and they didn't even notice.
1: It's especially suspicious if you watch the tape of the press conference that the head of Barcelona is reading it off. For some reason, it was in English, and he was saying... We are really gonna get to the bottom of this one. We really gotta find out who did, who was up to these hijinks. Why was he doing the air
0: quotes? I and then he bad. winked.
1: Well, he winked at the camera. Also, oh, okay, cool. I don't know if you saw me wink, no. but he did the air quotes and then he winked, and then he kind of turned back and looked kind of very like sexy back to right. the camera. Right. That part, people especially didn't understand. Right. The first part, people were like, okay, like right. maybe they had a hand in this because right. that's what they were making it look like.
0: Totally. I thought it was the. the- my favorite part of the whole the stagecraft that they use there is when he pulled the that little cord that was dangling and a bucket of water just splashed on him and he kind of like flipped his hair back. Yeah. that was I thought that was cool.
1: And then the the head of the press conference who was taking the questions right. pulled the other lever and he right. was like, no, no, no. And then he right. fell through the trap door.
0: Right. That was amazing.
1: And then you came out of the other side yeah. and you're like, Max is magic. Uh-huh. Exactly. This is it.
0: Uh, have you seen the movie Prestige?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking when you were...
0: Get out of my head. Get out of Doing my head.
1: Your, your tricks earlier, your Get hijinks. Out of my head.
0: Do you want to watch Prestige later?
1: I think you have just had too much coffee. That's my theory, is that this conspiracy theory <laughs> is part true and part max on coffee.
0: Uh, Foff Fof should know I, I don't do caffeine. Um, it's, a, it's a personal thing, it's a deeply rooted thing. And today I had some coffee and it's got me bugging out. I would say, even without, I think I have a quirky, I have a weird enough way about me that I don't think people could tell if I was absolutely on coffee or not. If you are OC or not? Yeah. On coffee. On coffee. Got it. Nice.
1: We're going to head to a quick sponsor break. Thank our sponsors as always. And we'll be back with a couple more fun storylines. Just having a chat. Just having a chat at it today, yeah?
0: Crackle, crackle. That's the sound of the fire. Crackle, crackle. Fireside chat.
1: If you've turned on the TV today... You've probably seen there's a snowstorm going on. If you're in Chicago, parts of the East Coast, not the West Coast, some parts of the South, I think, and other places in the world, potentially, there's a snowstorm. And if you want to get rid of that snow magically, almost make it disappear as though it was never there, you're going to need to come down to Max's Magic Emporium. That's right. We have the Snow Disappearal. Snow Disappearal. That's what we call it. It's a unique device that heats up the snow and eats up the snow. And you need it if you want to get your car out of your dang garage, because the snow is probably piled up outside your garage. For This is just one example of the crazy tricks and tips and, and little tchotchkes we have that can really change up your life and make it a bit more magical. Ever heard of Disneyland? You don't even need to spend the money to go on a trip to Disneyland because you can feel the same magic inside of our dark warehouse. Why is it dark? Because you haven't yet bought the Illuminati 3000. The Illuminati 3000 lights up a dark space like nothing you've ever seen. Not only does it light up the dark space, but it illuminates what you were missing the whole time. So it's a physical light and it's an emotional and theoretical light as well. These are, this is just one more of the crazy wavy inventions at Magic Max's Magic Emporium. So come on down. Did you have to toast your bagel this morning? That's kind of whack, agreed? Try our new bagel toasty oasty that you don't even put it in a toaster. You just snap your fingers while holding the toasty oasty pin to your nose and the bagel is toasty oasted on the spodyati
0: need need I'm sorry I'm trying to read the script uh do you do you need to reheat that leftover lasagna well we've got a wacky wavo boxo where you throw it in there and you boop 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 you get your molecules reassembled and voila magic you've got warmer food do you uh wanna hear or watch stories magically appear well, here at Max's Magical Emporium, we've got uh, tele, tele, Tele-Watch-A-Vision, a box Ooh. that will take in mysterious uh, signals that will portray stories, in a visual representation on a screen. Do you, do you need to cut things? We've got sharp blades in a a, called knife knifey cutters here at magic magic max's emporium and warehouse come on down to the corner of all right the jig's up yeah i'm sorry
1: we uh they forgot to send it an ad read and they said improv it yeah they said just go for it we already paid you Yep, and we're gonna be pretty pissed if you don't give us something in return so they sent us a list of their top 10 selling items their hottest items and we just had to guess what they were so
0: i'm gonna be honest no listening max I, I think they're kind of hiding behind um just technology there i think they were talking about like a you were talking about like a like microwave or a, microwave a toaster here. and yeah. yeah
1: the snow one sounds interesting though. i don't know if that exists it seemed like, like a, that would surprise a me a warm shovel like a heated shovel, like a heated sidewalk or something. You
0: ever seen a heated shovel? No. Neither vibe.
1: Guess we exactly. gotta go to, go to Max's. Exactly. All right, so there's one product that you yep. should you should probably go to Max's for. Yep. Tell me, sent you.
0: Uh, with with offer code. Hashtag, blessed.
1: <laughs> hashtag magic.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would the i is a one though
1: in magic yeah that's what trips people up right that they save money thank you max's magic emporium i'm still unsure if that's your company yeah and that's like an alias right. but you went the you try to use reverse psychology and so you use the alias that also had the name max yes
0: <laughs> i yes, agree like I you agree. Your understanding no, 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 or agree. like that's what it was uh
1: so yes okay was that a wink can't wink okay you can't wink but you can disappear very interesting and (laughs) wanted to chat quickly about yeah the mls okay which we touch on sometimes but perhaps not enough for some of our american viewers who are American viewers, American right. listeners who right. are who are envisioning us chatting by the fireside together right now. Right. right. Who are who are pretty big MLS fans, I get the sense, which yep. is awesome. And we especially followed it more this past season. We're very hooked in during the playoffs, during the MLS's back tournament, trades, moves, players coming onto the scene, that kind of stuff. I'm curious what you think about all the new sides coming, like Austin FC in twenty twenty one. We have Charlotte FC in 2022, and then St. Louis SC and Sacramento Republic in 2023. Hmm. So there will be four new MLS sides, and we've had a lot of new ones joined recently with Cincinnati FC, Inter-Miami, Nashville, of course. It's still a really new league. I'm curious how you think adding more and more teams to the league will potentially change the dynamic. I know we've talked about relegation in the past. If you think that's even more pressing at this time with more teams in the league and what it does for how people around the world see the mls and the development of players because we've seen a lot of players go abroad recently from playing in the mls to playing on arguably bigger stages or bigger teams bigger contracts so i threw a lot at you yes but i'm curious just your thoughts on the mls's direction on any of those individual pieces over the next five years ten years
0: totally it's um, I, I think without a doubt, it's this is all positive. It's all good. It's um, it's it really to me feels like the proper step the MLS needs to take in order to get to a relegation system. You actually need to build up enough teams, enough of us established network um, such that if teams were to fall out or go in between the MLS and maybe a second division, if that's the USL or something different, Um, That there's like a wider array of teams that fluctuate between, yes, major market, um, Chicago's, New York's, um, Dallas's of the world, um, and then also your Charlotte's and uh, Austin's and Sacramento's um, as well. Um, I I think there's also something super fun and romantic about having these small sides join. Hopefully you'll get... um, passionate crowds that actually feel like they're getting a team that they um can support it's not one of the five major teams they have in their in their area much like chicago though i guess that's not really bad point is nonetheless i think there's a ton of positives there
1: um i will say too with the number of new stadiums and soccer specific stadiums you see for some of these new sides like austin i saw the image they put out on social media of the you know artistic drawing of the new stadium kind of the blueprint deal from the from the space shot and literally from outer space so it's tiny it looks yeah, tiny I was say. but i assume it's bigger than that well you need to think the big picture right? think you big think, think big picture and, think then, big. and then go from there it feels like all signs are including new teams joining and new stadiums going up say the mls is growing and for some reason, because it's soccer in the U.S., I still can't fully, fully believe it that we're just on this upward trajectory of soccer is growing, the MLS is growing, new teams are joining. I can't fully wrap my head around this idea of just everything going on a steep incline.
0: Yeah, totally. Because because there there is a, um, I would imagine there's an, there's a finite universe to the amount of people who care about sports and watching sports in the U.S., and unless it's like an international play, we can we can get there in a second. But it feels like, at least domestically, there's a finite world. And it's split between football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. If soccer theoretically is growing, you would imagine that the interest in it needs to be coming from other places. Do you think, and this is, I don't have an answer, that the trajectory, we'll say the investment in the MLS, its growth from a infrastructure perspective and also ad revenue perspective, perhaps, uh, is correlated or inverse to the amount of viewership that is, uh, withering away from other American staple leagues. Cause that, that is my, I, I agree. It almost feels like question. a bubble in and of itself. You know, the American investment in soccer, is that a bubble it's growing because you know, whatever, um, but it feels at least domestically, and maybe that's a solve, it's like an international thing, but domestically, if you're going to be growing like this, where are you, where are you getting the, the fan? Where are they coming from? Yeah. Um, or, or are you tapping into resources, the fan groups that just weren't watching other things to begin with?
1: The MLS is going to the moon.
0: It's actually Send the MLS to the moon. moon Hold FC. the MLS. Moon FC, baby.
1: Moon FC. MLS stonk is going up. I could see... Not I could see, I have heard reports that I haven't actually dug into, but you hear about hockey losing viewership, you hear about the NFL losing viewership and being very worried about that, which is why they have all these new initiatives targeted at kids and safety and play, because I think the younger generation is a very real factor that's skewing even more soccer than it did 10 years ago, and it's the beautiful symbiotic relationship between the MLS's growth and youth interest and general fan interest where... As the youth interest grows, more kids play soccer, more people are invested in the MLS. It gets better. The talent gets better. More money gets put into it because there's more eyes watching on TV, more people going to stadiums, more merchandise bought. So the youth soccer gets even more popular. They start sending players abroad and they kind of work together to grow harmoniously, which is beautiful. It continues if it continues to do so. I think that's one of the real reasons, though, that we have seen this growth and a reason to believe in it and believe that it'll stick around until... Your point. When do we hit a ceiling? When is there a ceiling of soccer, at least for the next, you know, till the next generation, almost.
0: Totally. You'd imagine. Speaking of generations, you'd imagine maybe some of the, um, the a big variable influencing the investment in current MLS growth is you know directly related to how much are the younger generations investing in soccer, um, and that is um, in merchandise, in um, playing, in in youth sports. Um, which you know, it's become it's a it's it's a laughable trope, a um, predictable childhood uh, route, stepping stone for almost any kid that you must play soccer at some point. Um, and if that is a right, um, unlike maybe baseball used to be back in the day, um, it's being more and more accepted as a uh, a part of the American culture that that soccer is um, imbued in everyone's coming of age in the us of a
1: i'm not old enough to remember but i'd like to believe that if the cutting of college programs had happened 10 years ago Mm. maybe 15 but maybe even 10 like it is now for different budget reasons covid things like that soccer probably would have been one of the sports that was considered whereas now i haven't heard of any soccer programs completely getting cut perhaps it's happened which would be a shame but now it, it's, it's risen above other sports, and perhaps it's both male and female, at least at the college level, and obviously everywhere else, youth levels, everything, so because everyone is playing the sport, there's a bit more growth potential, at least in the eyes of marketers, and the, you know, the NWSL has gotten a lot bigger, I know we're just talking MLS, but now we've moved into soccer in the U.S., and so it's hard to see, it's hard to recognize how far it's grown, perhaps, unless you lived and played soccer in the 80s or 90s, which neither of us did. Right. When it was... At its height. Yeah. When it the biggest really ever. was big. Right, exactly. When the U.S. were on top of the world, winning exactly. World Cups every one year.
0: Exactly. Going to going to discotechs and, well, 80s, I don't know. And playing
1: keepy-uppies.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Bringing rondos into... The disco. Into the disco. Into discos. Rondos of the disco. Into Tescos. Tesco. we playing rondos and Tescos and... We got frescoes on deck deckos.
0: Bingo bango, there goes the mango. Yeah, so that's that's a much... callback. That's a callback to episode. Oh, I don't. You just what. disappeared again. Yeah, I was trying to. Th- I was thinking. I got. It. I thought. Whoa, really
1: wait. Hard. Where's that voice coming from, Max? I can hear you, but I can't see you.
0: I'm right in front of you.
1: <laughs> okay, sometimes I mess up coming back.
0: I'm <laughs> right here. <laughs>
1: It's the second I'm heart. Scared. You make you make people buy the first edition of your magic book, and then pay a premium for the second. But the exactly. first one, what they don't realize is, in the disappearing trick, it only tells you how to disappear.
0: Exactly. That's why you got to buy volume two. And volume two gives you ninety eight percent of the um, of the how to reappear <laughs> solution. Where's the last two percent? It's in a it's in a three-week course you have to take. Oh, okay, um, that's a per-week payment. <laughs> the way I keep my revenue streams going is the solution for coming back into reality. It's a temporary fix, and in order to keep it going, you need to know what the next step is. Um, otherwise, you will fade away gradually. So that's how I keep. It's again a monthly kind of payment program. Happy to tell you more about it.
1: If the MLS is listening to this, the MLS as a whole, you should probably sign up for this course if yep. you want to learn how not to fade away, yes. how to oh, grow great. gradually, great. how to appear even greater nice in the future, because the it, it's looking like it will. It's looking like the MLS will continue to grow, which is very exciting for us, a couple of soccer fans living in the U.S.
0: Hells yeah. I agree.
1: That was, I mean, the fire is getting kind of toasty. Yep. We should probably either turn it down or go soak it in. Okay. Or we can go play some snow soccer.
0: I'm down for it. Whatever I
1: got, suits your fancy,
0: Mr. Jones. I got some long johns and some snow pants. You ever played? I mean, playing soccer in the snow is fun.
1: It's very you, fun.
0: You don't you don't really play like proper soccer, but you just throw the ball up and you do like side kick, scissor kick and stuff like that. And it's kind of dope.
1: What do you think More is more fun, playing soccer in the snow or playing soccer with those big bubbles on where everyone's running into each other?
0: So I think like the bubble, whatever that's called. I don't think that's soccer. I think that that's much. It's it's like ninety eight percent physics and just like figuring out the right way to properly either soak in getting hit versus you maximizing your contact with a person to throw them off um, and like leveraging positions to make sure that you don't get thrown off. I I do. Pierre, can you play the
1: hot take controversy alarm again oh, okay. Thank conspiracy you. alarm sorry yes. because that is whack okay that's okay. the purest form of
0: soccer that's uh is it though is it though i think i think bubble soccer and i'll go to my grave on this one bubble soccer is meant for linebackers it's meant for big people if you're a small person you're going flying you just need to understand the physics stay low Get, if anything, look soccer, so proper, pure soccer. Now I'm heated. Pure science, not the fire. Pure soccer is all about having a deft touch, a- agility, quickness, smarts, t- tact, tactic, th- thinking. Um, uh, when you when you put a bubble on me, suddenly it becomes American football. Suddenly it's about brute force. Mm. Mm. Sorry, the Marge Simpson. I didn't know you were. Max. <laughs> all right fine now
1: fine i'll go deflate these bubbles that i spent all day inflating and we'll just go play snow soccer that's you fine inflate
0: them by by mouth <laughs> by mouth one by one it's by mouth by one so that's why i found you passed out lightheaded
1: yeah inside of one of them i tripped all right i fell and i slipped and i ended up inside one i didn't quite so sue me I for didn't... trying to be a good roommate and trying to be a good friend and have us ha- give us a good time
0: Am I not a great roommate for not even asking what happened?
1: That was actually super chill of you.
0: I just walked in and assumed you were just taking a nap. <laughs> and I didn't want to ask about the giant inflatable. It was a nap of
1: sorts. I got stuck in your course and I'm only on the second, second tier, second, uh, second volume. So yeah, I don't know how to wake up from the nap.
0: <laughs> well, again, for a very reasonable rate, I can hook you up my three-week course
1: thank you all for listening to this unique this special chicago fireside chat we miss icy max Winter as always when he's not here i think there's only the second podcast we haven't had all three of us which is impressive for the almost year worth of podcasts we've done but we still love it we still enjoy it we hope you do too tell your friends about it throw us some stars some ratings <laughs> whatever you feel is fair on itunes spotify wherever you're listening five stars sounds fair Sounds right. If you can get six, though, you can get six stars. That's more fair. Yeah,
0: I just think it might not be equal, but it's fair. Right. If you support upcoming podcasts, give them give them a little extra love.
1: We will see you this same time next week, and we appreciate you. Goodbye.
0: See you later. Okay, so listen up. Today we're going to talk a little bit about plants and why it is that um, plants are the future of uh, Wall Street. Plants can be money too.